Blog Talk Radio.
In the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen we trust as the Republic of Mentelect, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the Mentalists, the Amen race, the Bright race. Good evening. I'm your host, the intellectual Nibin Mankaris, and this is Mentelect Radio, and tonight we're going to be discussing dead words from dead people. I was inspired to do this broadcast because of a recent event that took place where a former member of our community passed away. I'm not going to say her name, anything, but it just put me in mind of certain things. You know, I'm not going to speak ill of the dead. I'm not going to, um, you know, levy anything against this person. But I will say this. You know, my message speaks to life. My message speaks to the life after death, meaning we as so-called, uh, we at who formerly known as black people, we as people formerly known as black people, and we say informally because we as the bronze race, the bright race, we don't acknowledge black anymore. Black is played out with us because that was the dead period for our people. We acknowledge it as a dead period for our people, and we realize that all conversations that were being had about us being black people, about activities of black people, about anything concerning blackness died or was dead upon giving it to us. We already recognized that because there was no life there. Why? Because there was no culture, there was no language, there was no origin, there was no history or heritage for our people, just black people. Just black people. And you came from somewhere in Africa. That's dead words. Those are dead words. Dead words lead to nothing. See, living word, life, extended life, things that you can teach your children, things that you can pass on, things that you can guide yourself forward with, that's the living word. You see, dead words are nothing. They stand for nothing. They are about nothing. Okay? You're dead words. So we have to make sure that we keep living words in our mouth. Coming together as a community collectively is a living word, a living mindset, a living lifestyle. That is words of life. Because out of that community flourishes children and children who will be mated up with each other, and they will flourish that community forward and that life forward of culture, language, heritage going forward, and that will pass on and on and on and so forth and so forth. And that's life. See, when you stand up for things like that, for community, when you stand up for a collective, when you stand up for leadership and direction in the community, that's life. That's life. That's real life. See, when there's chaos and confusion and people don't have no direction, they don't know who they are, they don't know their language, they're just all over the place, that represents a dead people. And people who support a dead people or a dead knowledge or a dead any kind of doctrine that doesn't point us to who we are as a people, where we're going, what our true purpose is, that's dead talk. So pretty much everything that black people were speaking in that term of blackness was dead talk. I don't care if you guys were talking about films. I don't care if you were talking about literature. I don't care what you were talking about, religion, culture, whatever you were talking about as black people, it's nothing but dead talk. It's dead talk. Because we shouldn't have had to take on anybody else's religions or go back and forth. We should have had a burst of next life coming in, meaning we knew exactly where we were going. We knew who we were. We were confident in teaching our babies 
this reality of life, this living language, this living community, teaching them that this is a way of life that we are living and we are striving to go forward and teaching our babies that. See, because it's hard enough in this life to actually go through it with your eyes open, living, accepting who you are and what your purpose is. That's hard enough because every day something is expected of you. But it's even harder, far more worse to go through this life as a race of dead people who are doing nothing but speaking words of death, dead words, dead music, trap music, this dead R&B music, you see. This uh, 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 spiritual talk, this religious talk, this scientific talk, all this talk in which you believe in and trust in the beast. This, oh, we don't need no community talk. That's dead talk. You see, when you get people talking like that, when you got people who are cancers to the community, cancers to our way of life, cancers to us coming together as a people who are anti that, then it's only a time, it's only a matter of time before that cancer that they spew that is meant to, you know, break our people apart, meant to send us in separate directions, meant to, you know, take power from us because without us being together, there is no power. If we're not together, there is no power. Power is only going to come to our people, a.k.a. life is only going to come to our people because power is life and life is power. Without that, without us being together, we will not harness that power. We will not have a life without the collective because I know who I want to associate with. I know who I want to speak to. I know who I want to communicate with. I'm not interested in communicating with the world. I'm not because the mass majority of the world is dead. The mass majority of the world is dead. Why? Because they're listening to dead thoughts, dead music, dead information, meaning false information. You see, anything that's false that's misleading, that's dead. That's dead. That's de- those are dead words coming from dead people, people who try to mislead you, people who try to cut you down, people who try to stop your growth. That's dead people because the living want, you, want to see you grow. The living want to see you excel because that's what they're about. When you get people out here who, oh, you know, they got something negative to say about you, got something negative to say about the community, oh, we don't need no community, we don't need no leader, you know, a certain person who was with me, they was talking like that. That's dead talk, you see. That's dead talk. When that person was walking with me, they start, you know, they was, they seemed like they was about the life, but then as soon as they passed on, they started that dead talk. We don't need no community. We don't need no leader. We don't need that. You speak against it, and you were once a part of it. Now, like I said, when you keep talking dead talk, when you talk talk that's anti-evolution, anti-extension of us, and you suppose to have been one of us, that's not going to work out well for you over time. It's not. Because as I said before, this generation is slated for death. This generation here is slated for death because they are by far the worst generation that we've ever turned out because all that's on their minds is death. All that's on their mind is death. That's why I said it's funny how when I'm driving in the streets, I'm driving the streets in New York, Brooklyn, I see so many young black people, and I'm going to call them that, young black people, people in darkness, who came from darkness. You know how many of these people 
walk into my car almost about to hit them. So I got to swerve to hit these people. These people are walking in the street. They don't care where they walk into. They don't care if they, the fact they're walking into a car, speeding car. I had to stop a few times and swerve not to hit these people. And they kept walking. So I'm like, damn, this not this didn't only happen one time. It's happened many times, and it's getting it's getting more and more frequent. You see, people, young people, are trying to walk within walk in the front of my car. Anytime you're not cautious about where you're walking, anytime you don't care about whether you're going to get hit and live or die or whatever because you walk in the street and, you know, just walking. Like, I mean, they will keep walking like they, I don't know if they expect me to stop. I stop because I don't want to, I don't want the headaches having to clean people off my car and, you know, calling the police and all that nonsense. That's the only reason I stop. Not because I care about dead people. Because I don't. You see? Because all they want to do is extend their death over onto you. They want to pass their death aura onto you. And if I hit a if I hit a dead person, it's like they trying to pass their death aura onto me. You see. So I disappoint them, and I I move I swerve out of their way. I, I make sure I don't try to hit these people or hurt these people or whatever the case may be. But I realize what it is because when you see something happening so much, when you see something happening to the point where it's like damn. This can't be for real. These people are really trying to kill themselves. They're really trying to check out. This generation, they up here sniffing cocaine, drinking cough syrup, popping mollies. That's dead activity. This is, they're listening to dead music. Because any music that don't sound good, any music that don't have soul in it, and that's the only bright thing that our people were able to produce in this state of blackness was our music. Our music was the only thing, and along with, you know, you had men like the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Dr. York, people like that who produced something beautiful in our state of darkness. But the music played a huge part in getting us through this state of darkness. That's what music came for. That's why we made the best music in the 60s and 70s because of all the hell we was going through. So we needed something to get through that. And music got us through these time periods because that music had life in it. Now you see today, you got these guys just saying anything, just talking anything, anything out of their mouth. Why? Because their whole aura is a dead aura, is an aura of death. This is your new so-called black people, your so-called African-American. Their their whole so-called African-American people, these whole teps and all these guys, some are, they're not talking about the real black people today. They're talking about some false black people because the real black people today are the young guys, the young guys who are hanging around, they hanging on they pants off their ass, or the young girls out here twerking. That's young black America right there. That's young black America. What are you going to do with people like this? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with people who basically live a death style? They don't care about living. They don't care about life. All they care about is making it another day to carry that death aura on them and spread it to one another like a virus, like a sexually transmitted disease. They're spreading that death aura all around. When these young guys go up and they recruit other young guys to be in the gang, you that person is recruiting you to into a state of death, man. When you laying down with these males unprotected or just being up around them and they company and you know they ain't about nothing, you laying down with death, man. You laying down with death. 
if you can't ask a person, you know, what their plans are for the next 10, 15, 20 years, and they they draw a blank, you laying down with a dead person. You see, and you will be guilty by association if you associate yourself with these dead people and their dead words. Everybody in the two-dimensional world, for the most part, have no are just dead are just dead weight, dead energy. So their words are de- dead. The so-called black race had that death aura put on them when they allowed themselves to become black people. They had the death aura put on them. Once they accepted having a death aura put on them, they became a dying people. Because if you remember, up to the 40s and 50s and whatnot. For the most part, bronze people was prosperous, and they did not want to accept that term of black people or Negro. They didn't want. They was like happy with colored people, copper colored people, bronze, sepia. They was happy with what they truly were. So now, being the beast had a, uh, another plan. The beast had another plan on how he wanted to deal with our people. Basically, he wanted them to be walking zombies. He wanted them to be Walking dead, the walking dead, not knowing who they are, not knowing their true heritage, their true identity, telling them that they came over on cargo slave ships from Africa, that lie, and that they didn't, that, you know, they brought you here to work and all this other business, just lying to you, you see. And uh, people in their state of ignorance, in their state of mental death, they accept, they sucked it up, they took it in, and they rolled with it. And from that point on, after the 50s going into the 60s, our people have been dead ever since. They were always dead even earlier, but they weren't totally dead. They weren't totally dead. We'll put the nail in the coffin for our people is when they decided that they were going to be black people. When they decided they were going to be black, African-Americans, Negroes. Once they decided that, that was the death, that was the death nail in the coffin. Because everything our people do in a society is in a state of darkness, in a state of ignorance. Because most of the things you do in this society you would not do if you had living words to facilitate your true and living life. If you had living words, words of encouragement, words of righteousness, words of direction, which is what a lot of you young men and young women need, you need those words of life. That's why a lot of people come to this message, the people that come here some people you're not going to even be able to deal with. They already made their mind up that they want to stay amongst the dead. You see, they want to maneuver amongst the dead, but what they don't understand is they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. There's no place to go amongst the dead. All you're going to do is revolve in circles around the dead. You're going to keep listening to the same dead conversation. You're going to sit, sit around listening to the same uh, get caught up in the same dead situations, befriending the same mentally dead people who mean you no good. Am I coming in clear? I just want to make sure before I continue. Am I coming in clear? Am I coming in clear? People can sit up here and keep you going in circles over and over and over again. Because if people, and I, and I say this to people all the time, these people who are traumatized, these people who go through things, who are molested as children, who raped or whoever, 
I keep saying to you over and over and over again, for these people who can't deal with that, they need to get over it. And like I said, if they're not going to kill the person who did it, then they need to just keep it moving, get over it, you see, and look at it as a life lesson, something that, and make sure your children don't go through that. But to constantly keep going over and over and over, having to get, you know, get therapy and all this other business and back and all this nonsense, like I said, that's not helping you. That's keeping you in a dead state. That, that keeps you in a morose state. That keeps you constantly rotating in death. Because, you know, these people never give you anything to solve your traumatic experience or get past your traumatic experience. Because if you stay stuck on that traumatic experience, then that's death. That's death. When any, anything that stops you from moving forward is death. Every, any, any and everything that stops you from moving forward is death. Okay, so if they are working against your life, your ongoing living life, then they are dead people with dead words. If anybody tells you, you know, if you have a goal that's attainable that you want to reach to and somebody's always telling you, oh, no, maybe you shouldn't do that, don't listen to those people. Those are dead people with dead, nothing but dead words because dead words are meant to stop you in your tracks and make you stop from evolving and growing because these people that are giving you the advice, they cannot evolve and grow and therefore they don't want you to do the same. They don't want you growing and evolving. They don't want that. They want you to be what they want you to be. They want you to be what they want you to be. Behave how they want you to behave. You see, set your sights low to nowhere. See, accomplish nothing. This is what they want. This is what they hope to accomplish in their constant and continuous evaluation of you, their encounters and interactions with you. This is what they want. And just know anything that they're saying to you comes from the dead zone. It comes from a place where there's no life. People gossiping and slandering and talking crap about people. That's dead talk, man. That's not that's not talk that's gonna be how you say it. that's not that's not talk that's gonna be um you know, valuable or talk that's gonna be, you know, pro life or growth and whatnot. It's not. All that is is talk of nothingness, a waste of time. And see, life is too short to waste time with people who have nothing but a death message in their mouth. They have nothing but a death message. Like I said, gossiping, laying up with this one and that one, running around with all kind of stupid wigs on your head, wanting to be in clubs, partying with a bunch of, with a, a group of dead people, being around them. That's death. Anytime people are not talking about anything beyond their current state, they're dead people. They're not talking about anything beyond their current state. They are dead people. They have no future plans. They're dead people. And we as black people surrounded ourselves when we were black. When we were black, we surrounded ourselves with people like this. We surrounded ourselves because we figured these were our peers. These are the people we knew and we could come up with. And, you know, we talking, so, you know, whatever. But see, as time goes on, and you start to grow, you outgrow people where you are growing 
when you are growing, when you are living, you start to outgrow people who are not growing, who are not living, who are still walking dead, who still are rotating in the same way of thinking. They can't get past certain ways of thinking. They can't help themselves. That represents the dead. We didn't come here to follow the dead. We came here to follow life. We came here to follow life so that we can have eternal life. We didn't come here to follow the dead. Again, what is life? Life is community. Life is a collective. Life is all people coming together as law and order, raising our children the same way. That's life. That's living, breathing, real life. Not some guy sitting around here talking about trap this and trap music that and trap me, all this other nonsense. That's not a, that's not a life. That's death talk. That's why they can sit up here and talk about popping mollies and, you know, and, 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 you know, and taking drugs and laying with this one and that one and doing this because that's death talk. And a lot of people today are turned on by death talk. A lot of people have been turned on by death talk. That's why you so-called black men can listen to this rap music. Uh, the only thing they do in the rap music is sitting around here threatening other so-called black men to kill other black men and come on busting the gun and killing people and selling drugs. This is the life that y'all want to talk about. This is the life you want to talk about, and then you worry about white supremacy. You worry about that. Because that's the life you want to be a part of. That's you want. You want to talk about things that are gonna sum up to nothing with you. Dead talks. Dead talks produces over time dead people. Like a good example is a lot of these guys I told you the mafia, a lot of these mafia guys, who you know they don't order people to get killed, send people to their death, do all kinds of negative things, and then they end up dying harshly of cancer. It's discovered they have cancer and they end up starting to die from cancer, so all their money can't even save them. You see, that high superior attitude they cop can't save them. Because when you just speak of dead people and you speak dead talk, and you don't speak, you know, your talk is not a talk of life, then eventually, like I said, you're going to find yourself becoming the cancer that you are. Like I said, when you see people dying of cancer, and stuff like that It's because these people have become so cantankerous They've become so disagreeable That they Are not trying to see The error of their ways They're not trying to see that We gotta make sure That we see it We have to make sure that we see it We can't sit around and wait for the dead to see anything because dead people can't see. Dead people can't hear. All they know is they ride off of the vibration of the living. Because whenever you're trying to do something, you're trying to move beyond, you're always going to get some black person that's going to come out of the damn out of the damn corners and the cracks and the crevices, and they're going to try and, you know, usurp what it is you're doing, even if it's to distract you for a little while. Huh? That's the whole point. The whole point is to keep people in a mindset of instability. When you keep people in a mindset of instability, 
it's able, it's easy to promote death in their lives. See, it's easy to promote death in their lives when you keep an unstable energy around these people. Thus, that energy that goes nowhere. That energy that goes nowhere. And if our people had the right mindset, we can be a part of that energy and that power. Because, see, power attracts power. Okay? Power attracts power. Power feeds from power. You see, power needs a powerful outlet. You know, electrical lighting. So you imagine what our people require in the fourth dimension. We have to know that dead people will constantly come into our lives. We have to know that people who are mentally dead, people who are going to eventually be physically dead, you know, they will come into our lives at some point. And we have to know how to decipher what these people are and dispatch these people as quick as possible so that we don't have to deal with these people. And in knowing this, and in knowing this, that dead people will always make their way over to us, they will come around us because they need us to feed off or they need our life to feed on. You see, that's why I tell you this is why people make their way into the community and they fade the butt because it's something to base their life on. They needed something to feed on. And we are the perfect mental food to feed on as the Republic of Mentalite. We are the perfect mind food because I always said Mentalite is only going to be for a chosen people. A collective group, a living group of people. That's all it's going to be for. You see, the living, the forward-thinking people, they represent power. The collective living people, the forward-thinking people, they represent power. You see, they represent power. Not no God in the sky, not no devil underground. The true people that represent power are the people who are forward-thinking, and they are gathering in the third dimension ready to ascend to the fourth. And anybody that stands in the way that anyone who has anything, has anything negative to say about that, that's because they're speaking from a dead energy. They're speaking from dead energy. They have no life of their own. You see, they have no life of their own. And eventually, like I said, the people who speak dead words, eventually they physically, they physically become dead people. They physically become dead people. Like I said, this person, while you know, I'm mentioning, they came to this community, and these people, this person was already sick. But this community, and I'll say it, this community extended their lives. They came in here and did good. They lost weight. They was, you know, and they self together. You know, they did good in this community because there was life going, and still is life going through this community, and therefore it pushed off this person's sickness, his illness. This community had a lot to do with this person not dying sooner. I bear witness to that because there's nothing but life going through this community. But that person decided to embrace death, meaning embrace dead conversations. That person decided to say yes to the beast and no to Amish. 
You see, they decide to have that dead talk, that dead energy on them. They decide to spread that dead talk and dead energy. Now, look at them. Look at where they are. You see? Look at where they are. And we and this is a lesson to anyone who comes amongst the living to spread death, to start slandering, backbiting, speaking against the community. Because when you do stuff like that, you're not thinking about the babies. You're not thinking about the children that are going to grow up here. Whatever issue you have with somebody, whatever the case may be, it's more than just that person. You're dealing with a community of people, a collective. Remember when I said the thing about Malcolm X? I said he had a beef with the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, with the messenger. But why did you attack the nation? What about the babies in the nation, their families? What about the people who were raising their families and it's being a part of this sacrificing? You didn't care about them. Because when a person is a, when a person is mentally dead, you know, they don't care about the lives they destroy. When they're mentally dead and they're running off of emotion, right, they're trying to be seen, trying to be heard like the attention seekers they are. You see, they end up becoming the dead themselves when they try to wish death on others because that's really what you're doing when you speak against community. You're wishing death on our people because the community is our life. Oh, that's how we should see it. This community is our life. This is our next chapter. See, because in the previous chapter, we was not together. We was not a people. We was not working with each other, dealing with each other. We didn't love each other. But how can you love one another when there's nothing to love? I'm going to speak about that tomorrow when I do the broadcast, why black people can never truly love one another. I'm going to speak on that. But this is real. The fact that our people choose death every day over life. They choose death. That's why a lot of you so-called black men are sitting up in jail because you chose death. When you commit crime, you're choosing death, man. When you commit crimes, when you're selling drugs, when you're robbing and stealing, doing whatever you're doing, you break the law, you are choosing death. You are choosing the beast over Amin when you choose to go his way. <clears throat> when you choose to get caught up in this three-dimensional world, you're going his way because he sets these things out for you to get trapped in, to get entrapped in. Because he knows that you are a dead people. You so-called black people are a dead people. He knows that. And he tries to constantly prove that you are a dead people. He tries to constantly prove it. And you know what? You so-called black people, you prove them right all the time. You prove them right. But like I said, we have to know in order to keep us safe because you see, the dead are no threat to the other dead. The dead is not a threat to the other dead. They put them, they put them, you know, childish games aside, and they start to become real men and real women, and that represents life going forward. When you're able to grow up and really grow up, not just physically but mentally grow up, that represents life springing forward. You growing up into real men and real women, men and women who are focused, who are decisive, not indecisive, men and women who are serious, then that is to be respected. That is to be respected. That is not to be taken lightly because these people took everything. They took everything lightly. You see, so 
death means nothing to them. The death of our people means nothing to them. They don't care if our people move forward or not. They don't care about our babies. Know that. They care about themselves. They care about the attention they get. And they also have to dispatch the dead words amongst the people. See, because once you become part of the dead, once you become part of the dead, you have to spread a message as well for the dead. Once you become part of the dead, you have to spread a message for the dead. And people don't like to hear it that way, but it is what it is. You know, you don't have to lay down to be dead. You see, that's just the final stage of death. That's why the Alan Elijah Muhammad talked about people walking around here mentally dead, meaning they were mentally disconnected from the third dimension and definitely not connected to the fourth dimension. They were just just totally low vibrational beings. They were just low vibrational beings with no ability to extend, no capability to extend at all, at all. So keep that in mind that these people are not serious about anything concerning life. And in the fact that our people, we would wish each other, even we wish each other well, we really don't even know how to wish each other well. We don't. Because there's always some kind of negative intent in the background somewhere, whether we know it or not. And we may not have noticed it, but others notice it. There's always an underlying, you know, underlying um, current. There's always an underlying current of death just beneath the life they're trying to portray. There's always that undercurrent of death. Same thing with this person that was in the community. It was always an underlying thing of death when I saw them a certain way. So keep that in mind. Death is the ultimate beginning, not the end, but the ultimate beginning. What do I mean by that? Wherever you end up, wherever you go on this planet, wherever you end up, you are regenerated. You are regenerated. You are regenerated and given future vision so that you can renew your life. Each year you're born, you're not supposed to be getting older. You're supposed to be getting more stronger in life. You're supposed to become more livelier in your elder age, not old. You're supposed to become livelier, meaning you're supposed to do more things to maintain yourself. You see, that's the sign of life. You're supposed to socialize with people who are on the same level as you. That's, you know, this community. And I wanted to set up that way purposely because we have to reestablish life amongst our people. We have to learn how to speak to each other again. We have to learn how to speak to each other with respect, everything. We have to learn to live together and love as a family, a real community. You see, that's something black people don't have. Black people don't have no real community, and they never will. Because in order to have community, you have to have life moving through the community. You have to have life moving through the community. In order to have a real community, you have to have life moving through the community. If you do not have life moving through the community, then that represents death. That represents death. There has to be life 
moving against their community. Life. You see? Keeping you moving. Something that gives you, you know, something that gives you the the uh, um, power to work, wake up and do something with yourself. You see, that's that's life. Where you don't feel forced. See, where you don't feel forced, you actually get up and enjoy getting up and you know doing what you do in the course of your day, being aligned with the people that you align with. See, nothing can um, compare to that. Nothing can compare to that. And if we will only guide ourselves as a collective body in alignment with who we are as the Amun race going forward, extending beyond the human race, then you will start to see, you know, you will start to know who the living power is. And there is a life right there. The life is in the power and the power is in the life. See, you can't get around that. Right? And if we are fortunate enough to realize what life truly is while when it comes time for us to transition into the next life, because even in death, death is not seen as death with the living. Death is seen as transition into something else. That's all. We um, went as far as we can go in this life. Now it's time to transition and transform into another life. That's what that scene is. You know, and we have to be cognizant of the fact that that open door to the next life will open for us soon. That's why, like I said, you got people out here that, you know, do nothing but carry death with them. You hear it in their conversations. You hear it in their speech every day. When I hear the young children talking to each other, it's nothing but death. It's nothing but dead talk. They'll sit up and have a conversation about nothing. They'll have a conversation about nothing. And in having a conversation about nothing, they pull other people into that conversation about nothing. Pretty soon, rumors are spread. Pretty soon, somebody gets the law. And like I said, you ever see these women... Or these, or these males do the same thing. These females and males do the same thing. They will try to, they will try to uh, pick a fight with you, and then hope that, you know, some niggas don't come over here and shoot up, shoot up everything, or hope that some niggas come over and shoot up everything and kill you and everybody else because they run their mouth for that. That's life. That's life. And again, we're not going to truly know life until. Our focus is to, you know, write those people out of our lives. You know, we have to write the dead people out of our lives. You know, my brother, he still has friends from high school, people he was cool in high school. I'm like, word. One time he told me about these people. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm not interested in people from high school. That's 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 a dead time for me. That's a dead that's a dead time for me. You know, and I'm not interested in people who are in this, still amongst the dead. I don't want the dead walking with me. I only want the living with me. You see, the people who have a purpose, the people who are here to serve this community, that's who I want with me. I want no uh, uh, people who are trying to come in here and bring death to us, you see, by bringing their nonsense here. Yeah. 
they bring in their nonsense here. And thus, you know, pay attention as life is happening right in front of your face. Life is happening in front of your face since the coming of this message because what else do we have to live for prior to mental health? What else do we have to live for? Just being black people, going to work, coming home, getting married, eating, sleeping, crapping, and all this other stuff. That's what we, that was our life. That was our life before mental act. If that is our life, I say, hell, I'm into giving us mental act. Hell, I'm. Because we didn't have to get that. We didn't have to. We didn't have to get the living words that would raise us from a dead state. We didn't have to get that. We got that with mental act. Anything gets on mind thinking again, anything gets on mind processing again, that's a sign of life. That's a sign of life. When do they consider you dead? You know, when they consider you dead, they said when you're in the hospital, they say they got to take you off the machine because the machine will let you let them know if your heart, your pulse rate, all that stuff drops. So when you have these people who have lived this life, this life, and these people who have become, you know, um, products of that life, that life of death, their job is to make sure all doors of life are closed to those who are in reception. They make sure that your reception is cut so that life doesn't go through you. They recognize the reception in you. They represent the message that is being carried and being nurtured and fostered within you as the next generation. That's life. And you're going to see a lot of people that do not want to see that or hear that happening. You're going to get that. We'll be right back.
the lifestyle, but I used to be fascinated by it, you know, the whole criminal lifestyle, because, you know, in this society, they make this lifestyle look glamorous here in this society, they make being a criminal, you know, why at one point they tell you, oh, crime doesn't pay, but then at one, another point they make in gangster movies like The Godfather, like like uh, Goodfellas and all this stuff, and, you know, I had to really examine, you know, the people in these stories and the real life thing behind that. Because I had to really understand, really understand what would make people follow that life. Hell, I got involved in things, you know, in my 20s, you know, for a brief period. I got involved in some things, you know, nothing on that level, but I was involved in things. And, you know, I look at the lives of these people because it fascinates me how, you know, black, black people, they will look up to a lot of these gangsters, you know, the, the uh, Italians, the uh, uh, Colombians, you know, the, the Latino gangsters and Mexicans and all that. And I, especially the Italians, they'll sit up here and, and call, you know, their, their mafia or whatever they call it, or they call the Nostra, they call it a way of life, but they call it the life. And it's funny that they would refer to that as the life when that life usually, you know, results in you getting locked up or getting killed by your own people, getting murdered by your own people. These people chop each other's bodies up, real savagery, real savages. They chop each other's bodies up. They pull, they throw each other in damn vats of uh, uh, acid. These are people they hug and kiss and call family, and then over some money or whatever, they'll kill each other in the heart, cut each other's bodies up and everything like it's regular. And these people are glorified in movies like The Godfather, Goodfellas, and Donnie Brasco. I could go one of those good movies. I like the movies and whatnot. But I, I, I you know, I, I sat and I'm like, these guys sitting talk. They got 40 years in jail, or 110 years in jail, or they're gonna die in prison, or they talking about, you know, like I said, they killed this person, they killed that person, they cut the person's body up, and this, that, and the third. I'm like. And these are people that you hugged and called family and friends, and, and they could change on you in a heartbeat. And the next thing you know, you go into a meeting, they blowing your brains out. Why would you want to be a part of something like that? I don't get that. What person in their right mind would want to be a part of something like that? You see, you around a bunch of people who are killers and whatnot, and they could kill you in a minute. But then that next minute, you, you could piss off the boss, and even the boss ain't safe. They decide to turn on the boss, they'll kill the boss. You see? He's not even safe. But why is this called the life? Because, and I figured this out, to a lot of people, death is life. To a lot of people, death is life. You see? So I always ask myself, I said, why you guys, why would you guys want to gangbang and stuff like that? Why would you want to sit around and think about killing one another and whatnot? You want to Go into a gang where you start off getting initiated in a gang and you get your ass whooped. They jump you and they beat your ass. And then after you get your ass beat, now you can go around and wear a bunch of 
colors like the gang and be targeted for police, targeted for other gang members. Somebody can shoot you down and kill you or y'all getting a beef with each other with some drug terror dead, or you're going to get locked up in jail when they catch you. Why would anybody in their right mind want to do that? You see, why would anybody in their right mind want to do do that? You might well just go ahead and put the gun in your mouth and blow your brains out yourself and save yourself all the time because I can't for the life of me think why anybody would want to be part of that for money. You see, and you got to be, to me, like I said, but there's, you know, like I said, certain people find life in death. Certain people find some form of life in death, some form of existence in death. You see, and that's people who are not in their right state of mind. You see, the same way we find life in community, real life in community coming together, these people would rather come together for all kinds of demonic and wicked behavior. They want to come together for demonic and wicked behavior. And, again, that ain't got nothing to do with no money because they swear up and down it's about money. No, it's not about money. No, it's not. Just like with the drug dealer, just selling drugs ain't about money. I learned that the, I learned that the hard way. You see, because when you're around people and you pay attention and you really see what they're about, you get to understand, though, these people didn't get into this for money. They lying. They got into this because they carry a death aura. They carry a death aura. And when you're around people that carry a death aura, it's easy to pick up that death aura. That's why I was glad that my father never let me hang around with the local neighborhood niggas. My father never let me hang around when I was coming up with the local neighborhood niggas. You see, I'm going to just say it like that. The ones who ended up going to jail. And I, I used to get mad why I couldn't hang out and, you know, be around the guys who were smoking weed and, you know, doing, you know, and just chilling and whatnot. And these are the guys who ended up selling drugs. These are the guys who ended up committing robberies. These are the guys who ended up trying to make names for themselves in the street, either they dead or in jail. And I thank my father for keeping me away from that. He kept me away from a dead state of life and kept me around our family, which was li- which is a living family. And I realized that people in the projects where we grew up at in Brownsville, people saw us. And I, I could never understand this to this day. And then I understand it finally that people looked at us like we was a damn Cosby family for some strange reason. Like I said, my father was home. That was one of the reasons. My father was home, my mother and father, you know, our family, and we were just stuck to each other, and we didn't get involved in the foolishness that was going on in the hood. Nobody bothered us. You know, me and my brother, we had our shit, fair share of fights out in the, you know, it's, it's the hood, you know what I'm saying? But nobody messed with us, you see? We didn't get involved in things. I didn't get involved in things too much later in my life, and then, you know, even my training coming back to not letting myself go all the way off the, you know, jump off the damn building and end up dead or in jail somewhere, all that brought me back to my foundation, which was I came here to live, man. I came here to live. I came here to live because I got a purpose. And you got to say that every day in your life. You came here to live, man. We came here to live. We got a purpose. I'm talking about the elect, thus who are gathering in this community. We came here to live. Everybody's coming out of the black races, coming into the bronze races and going into the brighter race, the brighter bronze races, we say, into mental health. These are people who should be coming here because they want to live. They want to live, really live. 
They tired of being dead because to be black is to be dead. I'm going to say it again. To be black is to be dead. To be black is to be dead. You see, that's why if you notice with black people, black people always look up to the wrong things. They always believe in the wrong things. They always follow the wrong people. They always get caught up in the wrong things all the time. Tell me I'm wrong. Anybody that's stupid is mentally dead, like the messenger said a long time ago. Those people are mentally dead. You see, he said it a long time ago. And when he said something, when he said something that was so profound, even to this day, it went over the over the heads of a lot of his followers. Because what the messenger was describing was a dead, um, a, 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 as black people being mentally dead or referring to black people as the dead, he was describing a condition of a people who are not in the living. This by him referring to them as the dead, the messenger already made it clear that he wasn't here for black people. That he was here for, he was trying to, even though he said the so-called black man, he was not here for black people because he referred to black people as the dead, mentally dead. And when you are mentally dead, it's it's just the same as being physically dead. It's the same as being physically dead because you can't really get nothing out of a physically, a, a mentally dead person. Same way you can't get none out of a damn corpse. You can't get none out of a dead body. You can't get nothing out of a damn dead body. You can't get nothing out of a corpse. So if you can't get nothing out of a corpse, you can't get nothing out of a dead body, like I said, it's the same thing as being mentally dead. Somebody who can't tell you nothing that's going to benefit you, help you in any kind of way, extend you in any kind of way, it's like you're dealing with a dead person. And many people will resort to dealing with the dead just so that they have a warm body to lay next to at night, a warm body to lay up under at night or on top of at night. No, thank you. No, thank you. A message to the a message to the living. No, thank you. You see, if you carry a if you carry a living frequency, a living vibration, with your living tone, a living power, a living energy, you're not gonna want to be around dead people having dead conversations. You see, you're not gonna want to be around them. You know, I used to I used to lose myself in television. I told you. You know, I, I told you when I was growing up, I didn't want to see TV shows like Good Times and, 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 and uh, uh, all the black shows. I didn't want to see it because I, I, I couldn't say it at the time, but it just was dead to me. I told you I was watching white shows like Dallas and Dynasty. I, I looked at how white people live fabulously. I enjoyed those broadcasts. I used to escape and lose myself in those broadcasts. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, I could see myself living like that, just dark-skinned, brown, but not, without all the drama. You see? Because, again, white people, they, you know, even though they, they got a death aura on them, a lot of them have a death aura on them, but they live they live their best life, man. They live their best life. You see, the ones who got a little money, they, they live in their best life. You see, where do black people live their best life? Where do, they, where, where do black people live their best life? And I'm not just talking about material things. I'm not talking about material things, you see. And you know, it's I'm not it's not just material things. When you live your best life, your supreme life, you're living up to the highest and above and beyond that which you even expect for yourself. You start to accomplish more even beyond what you thought you could accomplish. Why? Because 
when you are truly living your best life, when you are truly about the evolution of you, self, and kind, you can't do anything but spread love, spread life, and really make an impression. Again, the people that make an impression in life are the lively people. That's why I say my grandmother, Annie Marie Hunter, like I said, she was definitely of the living, definitely a living woman. You see, I know dead women and I know living women. My grandmother, Annie Marie Hunter, my mother's mother, who gave birth to a living woman, my mother, these were living women. These are li- My mother is a living woman. I want to say it passes. Is a living woman. You see, because she was an accomplished woman, and she is a shot that she is an accomplished woman. You see, my grandmother was an accomplished woman because she raised an accomplished daughter. You see, because like I said, everything she had to say was always, my grandmother, everything she had to say was always full of life, always full of, you know, for lack of a better word, hope, always optimistic, you see. You know, she didn't have that, she didn't have that, uh, you know, that dead energy, which I call negativity. Because I call negativity, I really call negativity dead energy. She didn't have that dead energy with her, that negative energy. Negative energy is synonymous with dead energy. Because anybody that's going to share nothing but negativity with you, they're just giving you dead energy because because it's not leading anywhere. If you're telling me something that's not leading anywhere, it's just meant to sit on my mind and depress me, then that's dead energy, man. That's dead energy. Give me something to look forward to. Give me something that, you know, again, my grandmother did that. My grandmother did that. You know, that's why it was always a pleasure being around her. Same thing with my mother. Does the same thing. Mother passed down to her daughter. You see, when you have something to live for, when you have something to get up for in the morning, something to accomplish, you have children, grandchildren, you have a life. You have generations going forward, continuing forward. That's real. That's life. You see, that's the uh, people, you got people who don't respect that. Like, even like, go back to the mafia guys. I'm like, you guys, you, they talk about how terrible they how they make some guys. They making a lot of money. They good fellas. They getting all that money. The mafia and all that. But then a lot of these guys are sitting in jail doing 20 years, 30 years. And I mean, that they act like that's just regular. Or that's just part of being a mobster. That's part of the life. You just sit in jail for 20 years, 30 years, or oh, your father might not come home because you know one of his friends they mad at them, and they kill him, and you don't never see your father again, and you gotta be raised without your father. They do stuff like that. Your father's going to be in jail for 50 years or, or he got, he ran, you know, somebody in the family or their mom family didn't like him and they killed him. And it's funny, they refer to him as a family. They refer to them as a family. They refer to the mob guys all together as a family. What the hell kind of family is that? But see, like I said, you got people who just carry a natural death aura on them. And those people carry a death aura. And people that's involved in all that criminal activity, they carry a death aura on them, man. They carry a death aura. You see, and I didn't want to carry no death aura on me, man. So that's why I said I want to get from up around that, man. You see, because when you when you really truly find that you have something to live for, you know, you don't care about because 
I'm gonna share, you know, when I when I could no longer be involved in the activity I was involved in in the '90s, you know, you know, it, I was relieved. I was making money at that time, but then I was like, I was relieved when I didn't have to do it no more. When I just ended up having to go get a regular job, I was broke. I was like, you know what? That was the best day of my life. The day I quit selling drugs. That was the best day of my life. I made money and stuff like that, you know, but I could never sleep. I didn't have a life. I had to, you know, get used to things that may happen as I'm taking this risk. And I say, you know, money ain't worth the risk. You know, money, I don't care if a billion dollars ain't worth the risk, man. You see, people, again, people who claim that they do these things for money, that's that's lies, man. You see? That's lies. They do it because they have a death aura. People truly have a death wish. People truly have a death wish. They're wishing to die, and they're tempting that. You see, they they really don't want to live. They want to die. You see, or they tempting that. They like, you know, when I'm a, when we just they they might say, well, let me let me let me have as much let me get, do as much as I can do before before I die. You know, let me do as much dead things. Let me push out as much of this dead energy, you know, before I die. That's the mentality. Let me get all this negativity. Let me spread all this dead energy out onto the people. But see, what happens is when you spread all that dead energy, that not negative dead energy out onto the people, it comes back to you. The same way you spread that goodness and you spread that that joy, you spread that you know, light, lively, you know, message and whatnot, it comes back to you the same way, you see, in all forms. It comes back to you. When you throw it out there like that, it comes back to you in all forms, you see. Same way you throw out that bad energy, it comes back to you in all forms as well. Death. Death is, death is, way beyond, it's way beyond just the physical world, the 3D, you see, because everybody, like I said, everybody's going to pass on, but you can literally, literally control how you pass on and where you go, where you end up. You can literally control that. You can literally control that. We'll be right back to talk about the control of your direction.
Play more, more. More, 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 more. Ring, 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 ring. Stop it, Jim. please don't say And we're back. I'm going to say this, that life is a continuous thing if you carry the mindset of life with you. If you carry the mindset of life with you and you want things to flourish around you, everything, community, people, you want, you know, you don't want to be harsh to people because there's really no need to be harsh with people. You don't want to be harsh with people. You don't want to be difficult with people. You don't want to argue with people. You want to give peace, right? Peace of mind. That's why I said peace, P-I-E-C-E and P-E-A-C-E, are the same thing that you need in order to mentally flourish. You need peace of mind, meaning you need your whole mind intact to flourish with your extended thought. You need peace of mind, meaning you need peace around you, meaning you don't have a bunch of mentally broken and fractured people around you who are going to do nothing but bring you a bunch of dead words and dead energy. You don't want that around you neither. See, because the people that got time to argue about petty things, if people got time to argue about silly things, if people got time to worry about that, those are people who are carrying dead energy and thus nothing but dead words will come out of their mouth. And eventually those people will rot from the inside out. They will rot from the inside out. You can literally rot from the inside out. Like I said, when you see people with all these cancers and things like that, especially like these Caucasians, they done did so much evil in the world. A lot of them did so much evil, especially the mob people. They always riddled with cancer, man. They always look older than what they look, you see, and they call that a life. They call that life, you see. You can literally get, you can literally, with all that toxic, toxic, toxic energy, that dead energy you got in, you can literally start to kill your own self. You can literally start to drag yourself down, weigh yourself down. That's why you see these people. You know, who who are a bunch of heroin addicts and things like that, and they all want kinds of drugs, methamphetamine, smoking crystal meth. You know, these people. You gotta ask yourself, how high can, how high do you have to go to where your teeth falling out of your mouth? You ain't eating no more. You ain't taking care of yourself. You out just stealing. You living to steal and get high. You become an addict and a junkie. That's people who are toxic inside, and. When you're toxic inside, when you're dead inside, when you have a lot of demons inside, a lot of dead energy in you, you know, a lot of demonic energy is filled up in you, you look for ways to tempt death and flirt with death. You look for ways to kill yourself slowly. That's what these people do who do all these drugs, the heroin, the uh, crystal meth, the crack, you know, cocaine. They're looking for ways to kill themselves slowly because, see, they too cowardly to do it just outright. So they look for ways, because again, I don't understand what kind of high is it that make you, you know, have it see with your damn teeth falling out your mouth to whereas you got it, to whereas you got needle marks all over you. You see, your your veins are going, you, that, 
that's not. I don't understand what kind of party and that is. Where you, where's the fun in any of that? Nodding, you nodding to where you gonna bust your damn head open. You see these heroin ain't dope things. What kind? Why would you want to do that? What kind of fun is that? Or sniffing coke until your damn the middle bone, the, the um the middle bone. You got a hole in the middle um middle bone of your nose. They call that the um the nasal cavity, not the nasal. They call it. I forget what else they call, it, but that you end up having a hole in there. You sniff so much cocaine. You see, they got to put something in there, and a lot of people still sniff cocaine. They're addicted to it. No, they're addicted to death. They're just killing each other. They're killing themselves slowly. They're killing themselves slowly. And you can feel people who are around. Like I said, I started being around a lot of them guys back in the streets. I felt death on them. I felt the death aura on them. I felt it. You see, and I think they they used to look at me like I didn't belong out there in the streets when I was doing what I was doing because I had a life aura on me. You see, my life was meant to go beyond those streets, man. My life was meant to go beyond the streets. You see, to where I'm, I am now. You see, the almond don't make no mistakes. The almond don't make mistakes. If you are here. This is the place that you were assigned to come to grow your life. That's why you come to community. You come here to grow your life. You don't come here to spread death amongst us. You brought here to grow your life, to extend your life with us. That's what you're supposed to be coming here for, not to put death amongst us, not to come in here and start slandering and backbiting and arguing with each other and being Negroes. You could have stayed out in the world and been black people the hell you want to come in here and be black people for? Dead people. You could have stayed out there and spread all that dead talk. You see? We, you know, we're greater than that. We're greater than that. We all came together for something greater. We all came here because we're seeking something greater, and we are receiving that greater as long as we remember that we're here for life. When I say, when I say, notice this, when I ask people, before I give them their names, I say, are you going to be in this community for life? See, they think that I just mean, oh, you're going to be here forever. No, I meant also for life means are you going to join the living and stay a part of the living? That's what I meant when I said are you going to be here for life. That's what I meant, for life. You see, because I know people who pledge to do things to the death. You ever hear these people say, I'm, I'm going to do it to the death? Or you hear these people, one of these people say, yeah, yeah, man, I die for this. I die for my hood. I die for my colors. I die. They always want to die for something. You know why they always talk about dying for something? Still, I'm going to live for this. I'm going to live for that. I want to live. For, I'm ready for I'm ready. I'm, I'll kill for that to protect that. If I say I'm going to kill for something to protect it, and I say I'm willing to live for this to protect it so that I can kill to protect it, even if I means killing to protect that means I'm going to live, man. But all these guys are, I'm going to die for this. Because, see, they're already dead already. That's why that comes out of their mouth. They're already dead, man. And look at the things they choose to talk about they sacrificing their life over, over their hood, over their set, over their – man, a bunch of BS, man. For a bunch of niggas who don't care nothing about you once you're going. They're going to talk about you, spill some wine on the damn curb, and gut about their business killing themselves. That's what you want to put your energy into. That's what you want to be a part of. You see? 
for life meant for living, for the living, for the ever-living, because as long as we think that way, then our lives will follow that trajectory. What do I mean by that? As long as we think that we're here and we know that we're here for the living, and that is to make things flow smoothly, steadily, and not be up here arguing with each other, fighting with each other, being combative with each other. Like I said, it's not that serious. Nothing is that serious in life. What is constantly serious is ongoing life. That's serious. You can get past anything, man. You see? And if it's meant to get past it with people who can't get past their ways, then we got to go past those people and we got to leave them on the wayside. We ain't got time to be stopping and worrying about people in their dead their dead talk, man. They slander. I don't like this person. They backbiting. They slandering. They coming in. That's dead talk, man. That's dead talk because that's anti-life. That's anti-family. That's dead talk. You see, and again, this person who, who I started saying earlier, they started dead talking in here. We had a lot, quite a few people that started dead talking in here. I call it dead talk. They started the dead talk. You see, when you start the dead talk, that's a sign that you got that energy of death on you. You got that death aura on you. When you start the dead talk, you got that death aura on you. Start speaking against the community. Start going back and forth, back and forth, just arguing about stupid stuff, being petty. That's people with a death aura, man. That's why I don't even like talking to them people, man. When I hear people start with their petty BS, man, I don't want to hear it, man. Because I, I, I don't want to hear it, and I don't want to hear it because I know it's, it's death talk. It's death talk. You see, it has nothing to do with forward motion or life going forward. It has nothing to do with that. It's just stuff that people want to get you stuck on, to have you sitting there and putting energy into it, getting mad with them, getting upset with them. Well, for what? For nothing. For nothing. For nothing. You see, because it's so much better, it's so much greater of you, and it would behoove you to not put energy into the dead. And situations that are dead, let them stay dead. You keep moving. You keep living. We live for community, man. Community is life, man. Black people, y'all ain't got no community. That's why y'all dead, man. The so-called black race ain't got no community. That's why they dead. You Negroes in Africa who talk about your African culture, you ain't got no community. Y'all ain't together, man. Y'all dead too, man. Why do you think the so-called, the so-called white man, the Arabs and all them people in the Chinese could come into your country and just take over your country? If y'all was really of the living and y'all was for up and by, about, your, about your people, they couldn't do that. They couldn't come around there and set up nothing. You so-called black people dead. Look at look at how you let everybody come in your neighborhood and gentrify your neighborhood. But you can't go in an Asian neighborhood. You can't go in an Italian neighborhood. You can't go in an Irish neighborhood. They got all these neighborhoods for all these different groups of people, and they celebrate who they are. What do black people got? Nothing. The black was meant to represent death. The black was meant to represent death. The black was meant to represent death. That's why you were called black people. It was meant to represent death, a lost people, a hidden people, a people without life. And a people without life are people who don't know who they are, don't have their own language, don't have their own uh, connection with the creator, know who the creator is. No, people that don't have that, they're dead. They're the walking dead. 
and they're not even interested in finding out that they're the walking dead. See, those, that's why I said what I said, those who are meant to hear this message, this transmission, and align themselves with it, they're the ones who are of the living. Those are the true ones of the living. That's all I want with me. I don't want people who just like, oh, I'm with it, you know, because, but, you know, no, that's the dead. That's the dead. The ones who, not, if you're not totally with Amun, you with the dead, man. You with the dead. And I'm not just saying it because I'm representing Amun and the Republic. I'm saying it just wholeheartedly, the truth, because ain't nothing else. None of these people talking about nothing out here, man. None of these people are talking about anything. And when you're not talking about anything, your words are dead. And soon, you too will be dead. So let me go ahead and answer these questions before we get out of here. What are dead words from dead people? Basically, everything you hear in the day that's coming out of this two-dimensional realm and that's being circulated within the three-dimensional realm, that represents dead words, man. Words that just go in circles to nowhere. That's it. Vibrations of something that was real that came out earlier that made an impact earlier in the atmosphere of the earth. Now it's just a bunch of empty, hollow rings, man. Dead ring. Or as they say, everyone, a dead ringer, you a dead ringer for something. A dead ringer, meaning you look like somebody. You resemble somebody. You resemble that tone and frequency of life. And then you lost that tone and frequency of life. Now you're just a minor shell of yourself. You are a dead ringer for that which used to be living. Now you are the dead version of that. What makes the words dead? They move in circles to nowhere. Nothing gets accomplished, no answers, no breakthroughs, nothing. Like I said, the woman that keeps talking about and keeps thinking about how she got molested when she was a little girl, if, if, if that's all she can keep talking about, she's just sitting around just so, you know, with, you know, you can't have a life and you can't have a family. You can't, you just so, just so distraught over what you was molested when you was four, five, six, seven, I don't care how old you are, and you can't get beyond that and com- or confront the person who did it and whatever after that. If you can't get beyond that, then you're dead too. That person's actions marked you for death. You allow the person's actions to mark you for death. Because now it affected your whole life. And you have a whole life ahead of you to live. Give no energy to know nothing dead, man. What, what are living words? Living words are futuristic, forward thinking. That's living words, man. That's all I want to hear. All I want to hear about is the future, forward thinking, and, pro- and, and progress. That's it. Real progress, growing this community as much as far as we can grow it and beyond what we expect to grow it to and even beyond expectations. That's living to me, man. People not coming to me, telling me about their problems, and you don't want really hear no solution to it. Like the black race, they really don't want to hear a solution. See, because dead people are not solution-based people. People who are living, they are, right? Uh, can dead people speak living words? No. No, they cannot. No, everything out of their mouth is dead, negative, circular, nowhere, going nowhere, everything out of their mouth. Whoa, whoa, was me. Does physical death eventually follow people with dead words? Yep. Yes, it does, always. Because you can carry that miserable energy into the into into death with you, or you can carry that positive or that extended energy into the next world with you and ascend into the fourth dimension. Because once you keep that vibration going, it's going to open you up to that higher dimension. And if you keep that lower dimension, that lower energy going, you'll return back in the third dimension as a gray, going through the same problems you was going through before. Remember I told you that's going to be that person's fate? That's real. 
But that's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen, by the power of Amen. And Amen, we trust. And Amen, we thank. And Amen, we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual leader, Minkari, Ben Mentalite Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night. Thank you.